0: Coming up.
1: Police are still very much working this case and, you know, speaking to Lene's family. They believe somebody knows what happened and they are just hoping those people are brave enough to come forward.
0: For Vault Studios, I'm Reed Redmond. You're listening to The Daily Crime. after a woman went missing from Anacortes, Washington. Her family is trying to figure out what happened. We're
2: not giving up. We're not going to stop. And she deserves it.
1: Lene Westbrook's family has been fighting to find her since she disappeared, sifting through tips, leading search parties, and now hoping for answers.
2: It's just waiting now, waiting for somebody to be brave enough to say something. And... Um, hoping that they do.
0: Julie Calhoun is joining us from local news station King 5 in Seattle. Julie, thanks for being here to chat about this case.
1: Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate it.
0: It's been two years since a 41-year-old woman disappeared from Anacortes, Washington. Julie, start by telling us a little bit about Lene Westbrook. Who is she?
1: So, Lene is a friend. She's an aunt. She's a sister. She's beloved by her family and her friends. I talked with her sister-in-law, Emily Pepper, who just said she had such a great laugh and she was so much fun. And one of her favorite memories of Lene is when Lene got to meet her niece for the first time in the hospital after she gave birth.
0: Julie, walk us through the day Lene disappeared. When and where was she last seen?
1: Yeah, so it was September 10th, 2020. And according to her family, Lene and her beloved dog, Rat Terrier, who's named Precious, They were last seen on security video at 7.11 p.m., leaving the San Juan Motel in Anacortes, which is where she had been living at the time. Her family tells us that she left with a man that she knew. And then just, you know, minutes later, Lene was spotted at 7.30 p.m. at the Chevron gas station next to Swinomish Casino, with the same man. Lene and her dog, Precious, have not been seen since then. And her family says that she did not disappear on purpose. She's not on vacation. Her cell phone, her bank cards have not been used since that night and that she just wouldn't do this to her family. Lene's family also told us that you know, the man she was with took her to a campground where he had been staying, and then he reportedly dropped Lenae off in the early morning hours between 2 and 3 a.m. at Cosla Memorial Park, which is about a couple blocks from the motel. But, you know, her family firmly believes that that man knows what happened if isn't responsible.
2: Knowing that the person she was last with is still just out there living his life is really, really hard.
0: You mentioned family members say Lene wouldn't have disappeared on purpose. Talk about that a little bit more. What exactly did they tell you?
2: Yeah, the,
1: you know, she was close with her family and her friends, and she wouldn't just disappear. Like I said, she was an aunt and, you know, loved being an aunt, loved her friends. And this isn't something that she has really done or would typically do. Just leave.
2: We absolutely believe she did not disappear on purpose. She's not off on some vacation. Uh, She has not used her cell phone or her bank card since the night she went missing. And she would never do this to her family.
0: Talk a little bit about Lene's family's efforts to find her in the weeks and months after she disappeared.
1: So they've been doing a lot on their own, you know, right when she disappeared, they held their own, you know, search parties for her. They have been combing through tips and leads since she disappeared for the past two years. You know, her sister-in-law said even at one point, her brother was out, you know, in the woods with the machete chopping through trees and bushes, you know, in these search parties. They have even dug through trash to try to follow up on a lead or a tip, to try to find her. So they've been really involved and they've held a vigil for her during the first year on the 10th of every month. And they had a vigil just a couple weeks ago on the two-year anniversary. They said every time they hold those, it really helps. It gives more information. Somebody comes forward, somebody else they can talk to, maybe a new perspective. So they've really been trying and fighting to get some more information for the past two years.
0: And you said the family is doing all of this on their own. What have you heard from Anacortes police about the status of the law enforcement investigation here?
1: So Anacortes Police has kept a lot of things pretty close to the vest for investigation purposes. But this case is very much active and it's still searching for answers, including an excavation of a site in rural Skagit County in July where Anacortes is. And the police department said the most recent major development came as the result of citizens coming forward with information. In Accordance PD, Chief Dave Floyd sent us a statement during the second anniversary of Lene's disappearance and said there are not a lot of factors that are in favor with this case, but the ones that we do have could be extremely key pieces when we get to the point that those factors come into play. So for now, releasing those pieces could jeopardize the case as it stands. So not a lot about what they have has come out, but I know Linnea's family is definitely hoping that they get answers soon, but police are still very much working this case and you know, speaking to Linnea's family. They believe somebody knows what happened and they are just hoping those people are brave enough to come
2: forward.
0: You mentioned there was that excavation back in July. Do we know if investigators found anything of use to the investigation during that excavation?
1: Unfortunately, we don't. That's all the information that we've been given and Linnea's family doesn't have much information either. So again, like I said, police have been kind of keeping their cards pretty close to them regarding this case.
0: I know I'm asking a lot of questions that police haven't shared much information about, but I do want to go back to the person Lene was last seen with. Do we know if police have been in contact with that person or if that person is cooperating with the investigation?
1: So according to family, they told me that they have questioned him and that he is a considered a person of interest i've asked in pd that question i'm waiting to hear back actually um because even just a couple days after the story aired that man who she was last with was arrested for some outstanding misdemeanor warrants not related to lanae's case but in accordance P- police said that he was arrested on those outstanding warrants while officers were in the process of serving a search warrant. So there's still a lot of questions there. I've reached back out to them to try to get more information you know, about the search warrant itself, if it's in connection with Lene's disappearance, and if they are naming this man as a person of interest. So we are still waiting to hear back on all of that. So still a lot of unanswered questions, and this case is still very much developing.
0: Two years is a long time for a person to be missing. It's clear that Lene is dearly missed when you spoke to her family members. Her sister-in-law shared a message with Lene directly. What was her message for Lene?
1: Yeah, she said, you know, we're not giving up on you. And that's what they've been doing for the past two years. They're not giving up on Lene. They're not giving up on finding her and finding what happened
2: to her. We want Lene to know that we love her. We're never going to give up on her. And that um, no matter what we have to do, we're going to get justice for her.
0: Before I let you go, tell us a little bit about the reward that Linnea's family is offering in her case.
1: So they're offering a $10,000 reward for information that can lead to her whereabouts. Um, and you know they're just, again, really hoping that somebody comes forward with answers because... They believe somebody knows what what happened to her and they just, it's been two years and, you know, someone needs to come forward, try to give this family somewhat some closure.
0: Julie Calhoun with King5 in Seattle. Thanks for sharing this story. Thank you. And thank you, as always, for listening to this episode of The Daily Crime. We'll be right back here tomorrow. Until then, for Volt Studios, I'm Reid Redmond.